Hi, this is JR from Less Than Jake, and you're listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Thank you, fuck you, bye-bye, everybody. Happy belated Halloween, everybody out there. Now we are in the month of November, which means that it's time for some blood money to come back into our lives. Yes, this weekend is Crown Jewel. Actually, tomorrow it is Friday, but before we get till Crown Jewel... You are back listening to the number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. Yes, this is Sunset Flip Radio. As always, I am your co-host, the Million Dollar Father, Mr. Thomas Lisi, who is sitting in this small studio all alone because on the phone, ladies and gentlemen, for the 164th time. 64th? Yeah. You keep taking episodes back. No, we're, we're, well, 161. No, I'm sorry, 165, because we had yeah. three on the road. 165. Um, I didn't update the file yet. But uh, that little voice that you hear on the phone is the most handsome dad on the phone, Mr. Alex Drayton. Alex? Yeah, we're back and better than ever. We we're are not, back uh, and better than ever. We're not spooky anymore. We're getting more serious. You know, you know, what, it, you know what it is, too? It's it's um, you, We're not in the studio, but... Everything's okay. You're not sick or nothing like that. You just couldn't make the live episode, so we're doing the phone episode. Yeah, which yeah, is which, another, which is which another. is just as good because I mean to be honest, we we're, we 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 kind of went from every week to every other week, and you know, did we do that on purpose? No, not really. But I mean, we we do have busy lives outside of this. But at the same time, you know, I mean, you know, the the world of wrestling. You know, like we always say, sometimes it changes on the dime, which like in every sport or whatever it is, uh, that is that is the case. But I mean, right now in the wrestling climate, I think that the stranglehold on professional wrestling is being held by WWE at such a high degree right now compared to um, AEW or compared to other promotions right now. I think what, what the WWE is doing um especially since you know the endeavor uh buyout or majority aka 51 to 49 and them slowly taking that vice grip of Vince McMahon who walks with a cane now did you see that the other day by the way at that fight Tyson Fury it was him and Undertaker and Mike Tyson sitting in the same row i never thought i would say that but um right, right. it was tight like uh WrestleMania preview. Yeah, it was Tyson Taker and McMahon all sitting in the same row watching Tyson Fury and Naganu. If I said his name, I'm sorry, but that guy got robbed of a of a win over Tyson Fury. But um, he's walking with a cane and has like a funky mustache, kind of like he looks like Gomez Adams yeah. a little bit. He had that Gomez Adams mustache for a minute now. The limp is probably because he's still recovering from surgery. Oh, okay. I would, I would assume. Well, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, just to see him out and about with the Undertaker, who I mean, is like not any spring chickens, but we know no, they're not. Grow. I mean, Taker, he's he's climbing up there, and uh, I mean, it's the Undertaker's cane. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and I think that, I mean, I mean, obviously, Undertaker. I mean, when you look up loyalty in the WWE in the dictionary, I mean, I think Undertaker is probably not probably but definitely defines what loyalty is to Vince McMahon um up and down left and right injuries 
He's been he fucking wrestled until he was like 56 years old, risking his body. You know, the guy never said no. So, I mean, loyalty and the fact that I mean, like, you know, like it's funny because when Vince gets emotional about wrestlers, whether it be, you know, Bruno San Martino or Hulk Hogan, I think, you know, no one hits him harder, in my opinion, than The Undertaker. I think so. It's a meme right now. Have you seen that meme of Vince McMahon? Actually, I think it's talking about the Undertaker. Yeah, and he waves his hand and he's like, "No, I can't." Yeah, I've seen a lot of That's memes. It. I've seen a lot of memes about that. No, but it's true though. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I didn't think that we we're going to start the episode talking about the Undertaker and Vince McMahon, but loyalty. But I mean, you know, here on Sunset Filiberta, we don't follow any scripts, and that's perfectly fine with us, especially with Crown Jewel, aka Did It Really Happen, happening tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but. You know, I you know you you look at that loyalty and then you kind of compare. Yeah, AEW's been in around for four years, right? You know, do we see people? First of all, do we see AEW lasting as long as the WWE has been lasting? I don't know about that. It's way too early to tell. But um, I kind of feel like. Um, you know where they are right now, and there's, and I mean, it's still fuzzy, it's still foggy, it's still hazy. You know, they're they have so much that they're trying to explain, and I think what's going on is they're really pushing this new pay per view that's gonna uh, New Year's end, I think it's called, on December thirtieth, and it's in Long Island, and who's from Long Island? MJF, and then his contract is expires on December thirty first. So like this has just storyline 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 written all over it and maybe we'll find out i don't out. think he's going to jump though i think he's gonna stay you don't think he's gonna but like here's the thing though a lot of fans out there are like oh you know he's not gonna make the jump to wwe you see that's I think he, that's time, where i just don't think right now because he's cooking right now that's fine and, though but i mean you know? here's the thing though Everyone thinks that, oh, he doesn't want to go to WWE. What makes you think that the WWE doesn't want, even want him to talk about coming to WWE? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, is it, are we 100% sold that he is kind of the marketing material and kind of what the WWE sees in the superstar to bring to their company to put a lot of time and money into and... Like, do they even see him as that? That's the whole thing, though. Like, you know, what yeah. do, what do they see in Jade Cargill? They see a beautiful woman who's in tremendous shape, who quite possibly, in my opinion, really didn't get a chance to spread her wings a little bit in AEW because she was very, you know, bop, 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 with all of her, whether it be promos or her matches or her streak, and, you know, she faced a lot of women that really didn't put a name on the board as far as popularity or relevance. But now she's entering. Now she's that small fish in the big pond where the names of Becky Lynch and Bailey and Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley and all these all these women who are on TV shows and commercials and have been holding the women's division basically in relevance for the past i don't know eight to ten years um i mean you know that's the kind of person that they see in the wwe someone that has that checks the boxes and that and that's what they want but like when you really look at mjf the character does he check the boxes of what a real wwe character is i mean yeah he's very 
you know, he goes off the cuff and that's great and all, but I mean, that only gets you so far. I mean, do they like his wrestling talent? Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, like, I think, I think he has everything that they're looking for. It's just a matter of time. Do you think he's a special, do you think he's a special character? And MJF? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and I can see, uh, you know, it's it's pretty bright. A year ago, I would say, I, I you know, even a year ago, they were talking about he was going to jump ship. But like a year ago, he didn't really have much of this interesting storyline going on. And quite honestly, he has the storyline well, going on. Yeah. So he's very intriguing. And everything that they've done with him in the past year from like, this time last year to now, in a calendar year, it's definitely benefited his stock value, and it's brought more eyes to, I think, their product, because it's it's pulling away from the, sort of, pulling away sort of, because they're still there with the addition of Ric Flair, more WWE. Who signed a multi-year deal, by the way. Yeah, so like. Can we talk about yeah? Let's talk about that after we're done talking about MJF. That's so so we're we're starting to get a homegrown person from them, and it would behoove them to hold on to him as as long as they can. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of homegrown people. Go somewhere. I mean, there's a lot of homegrown people: Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, MJF. Um, I mean, Brian Pillman was Brian Pillman Jr., but he's gone. Uh, Wardlow, um, Hangman Adam Page, um, Kenny Omega. I mean, granted, they did time in other promotions, yeah, Ring of Honor and all the stuff. But I mean, they were, you know, they got they were brought in AEW and they haven't worked for WWE. I know a couple of them tried out, but um, I mean, MJF, he's a face now, and. Right. You know what they're trying to do with him and Adam Cole because right now they're 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 basically treating this whole thing like a big band aid until Cole comes back from his injury. That's if he's even injured, which I do think he is. There was like this weird, you know, um, theory yeah, out there that he wasn't injured, but you can tell he really rolled his ankle and he's pretty messed up. Um, but um, I never. First of all. I know we're jumping back and forth, but I never thought that I would see Ric Flair land in AEW. Uh, I was pretty shocked when I saw that, especially because... Wait, jo- you never thought he would? No, I never thought he would. Wow, you're naive. <laughs> you really thought he would? He's Ric Flair. He does whatever he wants, whenever well, he wants. Well, I mean, I mean, look at his name and look at his daughter and look at his legacy and look what the WWE actually did for him, putting him in rehab and all these things and stuff like that. Um, I mean, his daughter is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world who works for WWE. He's had, you know, multiple screen time, multiple specials on Peacock about him, uh, different TV shows on the WWE Network about him or him being a part of um, videos on TikTok or whatever. And then you find out that he signed a multi-year deal with AEW. And now that his new Woo energy drink is the official energy drink of AEW. If you didn't. They really don't. Yeah, they really don't have to pay him because that company will pay him. Yes. And I'm curious to see. We'll find out. I'll have to rewatch it after or, um, we record, but to see if they take the woo out again from the opening for WWE. Yeah, they might as well. I mean, they might as well. 
Um, but like, here's an it's like an edge thing, right? Edge had nothing bad to say about the WWE when he left. Triple H did his little um, press conference with about that, I mm-hmm. think, at the last pay per view, and he said that nothing bad to say. It was just his time to do whatever he wanted to do, and that was it. So I mean, like, I don't think that you're gonna see that negative maybe feelings from you know from Triple H. But I mean, I think that losing, not losing, but I think Ric Flair going to AEW in if I'm looking at it like Triple H where basically Ric Flair was my mentor and you know when I brought him back into basically relevance again with Evolution, you know, he was in bad shape, he was drinking a lot and then Triple H brought him in. If no one knows the history about that, um to form this group known as Evolution, which is him, Randy Orton, Batista, Triple H and Ric Flair, uh, the real... Oh, hold, hold on, it was Jindrak first. <laughs> oh, okay, well, if you're being specific, it was Mark Jindrak, but on TV, or the way it was for us wrestling fans, and I don't think, see, like, I don't think a lot of people really realize, like, when you look at Evolution, like, the name, first of all, the name of it was definitely, probably one of the best named stables, and when you really look at it, the fact that you had Triple H, who was... You know, the current champion, the, the the ringleader, the head guy. You had Batista, who is the up-and-coming just big dude. You had Randy Orton, a third-generation wrestler who just came into the company. And then you had Ric Flair, arguably at the time, one of the greatest, if not the greatest professional wrestler of all time. And still to this day, arguably, people think that he is the greatest of all time. So, I mean... Right. I mean that the fact how that group kind of came onto television was just tremendous and a lot of fun to watch, and I think that the whole thing with Triple H and Ric Flair now, because I mean Ric Flair was granted a lot of opportunity and a lot of chances by Triple H, and now you see him in AEW. I wonder if that kind of thing hits him the wrong way, where something like, but I mean like now. Triple H really can't do much. I mean, he could do much, but I mean, he's not the full owner of WWE to really say, yeah. "Hey, let's take the woo off the intro now." But yeah, that was that was a Vince thing the first time. I mean, listen, it, it it's business. They know each other. It is business. Um, it's not actually the first time. I mean, Rick was gone for a little bit, and then he's back, and then he's gone. So like, they go back and forth. So it just depends. I, I don't really think it's anything to shake a stick at. No, but sure I just I, I just think it's I just never thought that, especially with what his daughter's doing and what's what's going on and in, in you know in wrestling with Charlotte and everything. I never thought that I would see him. I mean, his son-in-law is in AEW, so maybe that was kind of how he got there. But I mean, obviously, he's there because of of Sting and Sting's last match coming up. Uh, you know, down the road, but they brought Ric Flair February, in. February, March, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Ric Flair is there for a couple of years, so what the hell is he going to do? Who knows? I mean, I really, God forbid, hope he does not wrestle. Please do not wrestle. That would be, like, the last thing that people need is for him to wrestle. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's the recipe for success. I mean, you bring it back Rob Van Dam, you bring it back all these legends, apparently, you know, Ric Flair, even though he's not going to wrestle, you bring back Edge and... You know, you bring back all these kind of older names to kind of get the nostalgia feel. But, I mean, um, you know, an event that's coming up that doesn't have a lot of nostalgia is because it has all these current, young, fresh talent. And 
you know, all these, you know, just tremendous pillars in professional wrestling is tomorrow at Crown Jewel where Roman Reigns, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Rey Mysterio, uh, Damian, Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, all these names are going to be there, of course. And, of course, it's happening in Saudi Arabia and no one from America can go there. It's the blood money, a.k.a. did it really happen pay-per-view and there's a lot of questions going into this and there's a lot of things that people are not thinking about really in my opinion that you know like i mean right off the bat we can just you know take the elephant out of the sound waves and say do you think that la knight has an ice cubes chance in hell of winning tomorrow no no right yeah no he's he's not uh, you know you just want him to be competitive because he's going to get the rub and then go forward from there. That's yeah, really but here's the thing, though. Like, do you think that now this is this is where I'm confused a little bit? I don't think he needs the rub because I think what he's doing right now, and the fact that how over he is right now, what he's going to lose in Saudi Arabia to Roman Reigns in a wonky finish to to keep him protected, but yet. To give Roman just a match, another match under his belt, right? Right. I'd say he wrestled again this year. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's not going to be at Survivor Series. Apparently, did you hear about that now? Yeah. So Roman's not going to be at Survivor Series now, which screams, if they do a War Games match, that screams to something different, which we'll get to in a little while. But, um, I mean, I kind of feel like the whole L.A. Knight Roman Reigns match. The fact that it was announced not on television, I saw it on the 434. I guess it was announced on like WWE.com or a TikTok exclusive breaking news, that kind of thing. Um, short buildup, huge match for LA Knight. You know, I think it's twice as big of a match for him than Roman, to be honest, because Roman, this is just another day in the park for him, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, you know, see, it's it's it must be. I think there's two big matches coming out of tomorrow. It's not. It, it is three, and number three is that match that we're talking about between Roman and LA Knight. However, are you are you ranking I, these three? Say it again. Are you going to rank these three or just say three? No, just say three. Okay. Number three of if you had to rank only the one, it would be this one at number three. The other two is the uh, World Heavyweight Championship and then the um, Rey Mysterio and uh, Logan Paul match. I think those three matches are the ones to look at. Oh, Logan yeah. Logan Paul's totally going to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I think there's a lot to be said on what could happen with the finish for the Seth match because I don't know what the Judgment Day's involvement is going to be. That's crazy. You know what it is? Because maybe Drew wins, then they come and steal it right out from Drew, and again, Drew gets screwed. Because that keeps diving, it keeps putting Drew down this pipe where he's really got to climb out of it again. So it's intriguing. Uh, He also hasn't signed a, a contract, I think, so far, to be renewed, or I could be wrong, who knows. I mean, Drew needs to win this. I think that he needs this in his life. He, his he really does. He really does. 
But I mean, like, okay, so like, like, like the like the necessity to win now, right? Um, a good example is like when Logan Paul beat Ricochet a couple months ago at SummerSlam. Did you hear? Did you hear that? What? I was. I, I hit something and uh, sound came up. I didn't know if you heard it or not. Sorry. What well, was this? Was it supposed to be like a funny sound? No, it wasn't. It was oh, just okay. I clicked, I clicked on something on accident. Oh. It no, but like you know, we like we talk about the necessity of winning for a wrestler in the in the WWE. Like, oh, like I think if you go back in our past catalog, wherever get your podcast, just like how you're listening to this one, we've said hundreds of times he really needs this win or she really needs this win. And what we mean by that is to stay relevant in this huge company, right? People go in waves, you know, up and down, left and right. Look at someone like Chad Gable, who was hotter than hot at the time, this whole Gunther thing. And then he kind of, I mean, okay, if you look at Chad Gable after the shorty G, you know, in the birth of American Alpha, you get Otis, you know, you're a heel, you're a tag champion, right? You get kind of hot with the slogans and all this stuff and people are buying your shirts and they were saying your promos and then you go on this killer run and trying to chase the intercontinental title you're going up and down left and right right necessity of winning like when people say they really need this win like what what we mean by that is they need this win to stay relevant for their character because a lot of these wrestlers that we say that need these wins are you know some of the higher end talent that's been kind of carrying the company and Drew is a great example of that. I mean right. when when the heater that Drew ran went on before COVID, then during COVID, you know, we haven't seen that run from him since then. You know, this would be good for him, but at the same time, you know, you had the judgment day lurking who is you know, they they take up a lot of your time and your programming and there's a lot of devotion to those five superstars, five including J.D. McDonough. So, right. I mean, I would what what I would want to see. This is just me as a fan. Is I would want to see Drew win, right? Seth is hurt. Give him his time. Seth is not good at Saudi in Saudi Arabia, by the way. Yes, he became no, the he, world heavyweight champion. Yeah. He got embarrassed by the fiend. He's lost a couple times. Um, a couple other matches. He has, he he doesn't have a great track record in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if that's on purpose, but wouldn't it be kind of interesting though, and, and just hear me out on this, if the judgment day helped Drew win, kind of and then Damien was going to kind of cash in. But then the Judgment Day takes out Damien and they turn on him. Ooh. I don't, I don't know if I've seen enough that would lead to a turn. Although, hey, anything that you never see, the unexpected is great sometimes, you know? Well, I mean, like, like you know, they can always bring up the past. Like when, you know, I mean, Correct. if they, if, yeah. if they, if they want to talk about, like, like, uh, why they took him out of the group. Maybe, like, look at all the times where Finn Balor couldn't get a hold of the title, right? And a lot of that, a lot of those circumstances and outcomes were kind of revolve around actions that Damian Priest didn't do. You know, like, when he slid the briefcase in and um, Seth Rollins face-planted Finn Balor on the briefcase to end one of the matches for the title. I forgot which event it was, but I knew that was an ending to one. You know, they can bring yeah. that up or whatever. But, like, 
Drew McIntyre, does he need to be part of a stable? Not necessarily. Can he go on a runner of a heel of a heel run, a, like a like a really good heel run? I think he can, but I mean, for him to kind of jump into the Judgment Day, that's kind of odd because he <sighs> Rhea needs to do more of the talking than him. And I mean, he's okay at promos. I think Rhea's a lot better, but. Um, I don't know if I see that exactly happening. I see them turning on Priest more than Drew joining the Judgment Day, if you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, I, I, I see that too. But then that's why they have JD as the security blanket where he can slide in and kind of be the fourth member. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, because at some point he's got to be acknowledged as a member of them fully or not. Because yeah. then it, Because then it won't work. No, it's not going to work. I mean, like... He's in, just a lackey doing their bidding. He's yeah. like, uh... Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what Sami Zayn was before he became Sami Uso. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, kind of like, you know, hanging out on the sidelines, kind of, and then proving why you should be in the group. Like how J.D. McDonough has been kind of involved with some of these matches and helped them win. And, the, and originally, he was kind of standing on the sidelines because he was... You know, if no one knows the story, he's but she was trained by Finn Balor. So I mean, Finn technically Finn Balor is his teacher. So I mean, I mean that has money signs written all over it if you do it the right way. But you know, for JD to be brought in, it would, I think it would be kind of in a situation not like Priest was because Priest did a lot of talking and Priest was on TV a lot. But I kind of feel like he would be like, you know, just just a fourth member. As yeah. as my daughter walks into the studio, hi, honey. You wanna you wanna talk on the on the radio here? Here, it's live. Hi. Say hi. Say hi. Can you hear Alex? You can't hey. Hear you can't hear him, but I'm there. <laughs> Say something. Uh, that was kind of cute. Know, she, she she literally just opened the door and just came in with no bubbles. All right, have fun, honey. I love you. Yeah. Um, you guys are good. You have a set time for her. Julia just kind of goes. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it, it is it is later though. But I mean, she she's good right now. What were we talking about? We we're talking about why Drew. Now, like for me, if I'm watching Crown Jewel and I'm watching this match and Drew just wins and that's it, I'd be like, okay, you know what I mean? I, like, I expect some extracurricular shit to happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's I don't know that's what, what needs to I happen. Don't know how, but yeah. But how do we get there? That's the whole thing. Like, like yeah. right now we're we're writing a story, right? Me and you are writing the story. We both agree on what it should be, which would be that Drew should win. I think that Drew should win. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So how can we get Drew to win and for it to make sense? It's either he turns completely heel and by himself or he gets helped by the Judgment Day and he joins them. And then that's why I feel like the war games. Go ahead. Uh No, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. That's why I kind of feel like when we get the Survivor Series, you're going to see the war games with Drew and the Judgment Day. against Seth and other people. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? 
I do think we'll get a heel Drew out of it. I just don't know in which way it's going to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think. I also don't think the Judgment Day Judgment Day needs Drew McIntyre. No, they a, don't. But I mean, because if, if Drew enters, one's got to go. Oh, that's Damian Priest. Correct. Yeah, so, because he. I think he has the most potential. Because you can't take Dom out because he's with Rhea. Finn, oh God, no. Finn had his time to shine already, and he had his chances with Seth a couple times, and he had his runs. You know, he was a former champion. I mean, and I think yeah. people, and I think people are kind of understanding the whole Finn thing now, where Finn is like, okay, you need to do this. I'll do this. Finn, like Finn's in the category with Seth and AJ and Dolph Ziggler. You need this done. I'll do it. But like Damien is a little bit different because we watched him grow to be NXT um, North American champion, come into WWE United States champion. You know, kind of get lost a little bit, and then he was, you know, he was technically the first member of the Judgment Day with Edge, and then, um, you know, but I think fans would be more invested in that story because. You know, we watch him from the beginning, and he has the Money in the Bank briefcase, which just goes back to the point where all wrestling fans say, "Is this thing really relevant?" So, for yeah. it to be really relevant, you got to have him as a big part of it. And so, I mean, even if Drew won clean, and then Damian cashed in, you see, like for me, it would be cool if Damian cashed in, but then got turned on by the Judgment Day, and then Drew still won, though. Mm. So a failed cash-in attempt, which we had uh, we had alluded to way back when, when he first won it. Yeah, so I mean, Drew can turn heel and not join the Judgment Day. But then Correct. the Judgment Correct. Day, as soon as that bell rings or whatever, they can take out Damien or, you know, to the point where Drew wins and just walks off as a heel and not part of the group and still be a champion. But then now... You're gonna have Damien be involved with the Judgment Day in that storyline. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can go a lot of different ways, but I mean, I think that I can say that I think if you have Drew win, that's what's best for business because you're gonna give Seth the time off that he needs. You're gonna give um, the chance for announcers to say, "Hey, this is the second, you know, World Heavyweight Champion Drew McIntyre or Damian Priest." And at the same time, I think that you're going to give a a refresh on that look of who has the belt going into a time where, remember, the lull to be a wrestling fan is kind of, I don't want to say it's kind of right now, but once Survivor Series is done from then until Royal Rumble, there's really not much going on. Mm Mm-hmm. There, there isn't. There isn't anything for the main roster. No, not at to all. To do. There's no pay-per-view, just like last year, yeah. until the Rumble. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if you carry that, right? I mean, you can still have Seth be a champion going through the lull. But, I mean, his his expertise is being on TV every week. So, I mean, you know, how can you have the guy rest from his... Because he is hurt. How can you have him rest? You can have him rest, lose, have him rest. Right. After Survivor Series. And then just have him come back at maybe Royal Rumble. Right? You can do that. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. But, I mean, I just feel like right now is the best time to take the belt off of Rollins. 
It it really is. Like everything outside of the ring screams for him to take the time off now. Because you're going to be going into WrestleMania season. I mean, last year he wrestled Logan Paul. The year before he wrestled Cody Rhodes. I mean, right there are two names that are pretty big in wrestling right now. I mean... Yeah, he's had a good last couple of years. Yeah, so I mean, how can he top it this year? I mean, you know, my pick to win the Rumble is still Gunther. And, you know, a Gunther-Rollins match at Mania would be nice, but... um, you know, that's obviously too early to tell, though. But, I mean, I think Drew winning is the best thing to happen. I think so. It it really should be. That That's where my vote goes and has been for a while. Um, and then let's bring back uh, Broken Dreams. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, like, another thing, like, you know, if, if we transitioned from, from Drew McIntyre to Logan Paul, I think the fact that the United States title is on Rey Mysterio... I mean, I think it's getting kind of old now. I think he's getting kind of old now. I think he's getting kind of stale. I he, think that... Go ahead. He didn't do anything since he won it. Like, there's no benefit. The only benefit would have been was to tell the story of the divide between him and uh, the rest of the LWO, maybe. I mean, I think the worst thing to that... I mean, they really dropped the ball, I think. Had, if Santos turned on him... I mean, that would have been a great plan B from what they're trying to do now because that would have been such good storytelling with basically Santos' idol his whole life. He turns yeah. on he turns on him, right? Costs him the U.S. title. All this shit happens, right? That would have been pretty cool. But now you're going to go towards Logan Paul, which just, to me, screams him against L.A. Knight somehow, some way down the line. Yeah. And then L.A. Knight winning the United States title, um, yep. maybe at WrestleMania, maybe at Royal Rumble. I don't know. But, I mean, I think Logan Paul walking into one of those big pay-per-views, whether it be Rumble or Mania, as the United States champion, the fact that he is huge outside of the WWE, the fact that he has a podcast it's almost as popular as ours, and, you know, uh, the fact that he's a pretty big deal outside of wrestling just gives the eyes of different people to tune in more to WWE. Well, it, it's, it's a total marketing poll. I mean, you've seen it after his fight. Yeah. It clear 180 from what he literally just finished doing. Uh, seconds later to bam pivoting right into WWE territory and doing a promo like that's really what it came down to wrestling is everywhere everybody embrace it just embrace the good <laughs> embrace it and don't and, and you know what when when you do embrace it don't try to resist it or don't try to not make it happen <laughs> or not let it happen cuz just just let it come to you just let wrestling come to you that should be the name of this episode. Let just let wrestling come to you, because you know what? It's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and when it does, it's gonna you change. Think it's later. It's 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 gonna change your life. Trust me. That's right, man. Trust me. But yeah, I think I think Logan will do a lot good for the championship. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't benefit Ray. Then they can tell another story. Then there's the whole Carlito of it all. Like he's now back, and I don't know. There's so many 
thing that they can better do than to have this championship on Ray because he, he's not he's not holding it up like he used to anymore. He's not doing anything, man. Right, well, that's my point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's really not doing much, and Gunther's not... We're not even talking about Gunther. He's not even on the show. He's not even doing much either. So, I mean, like... That's true. He's been doing everything on Raw. Well, I mean, he is on Raw. No, I I mean, like, everything that he's been doing has been on Raw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So... So yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say some interesting, like, li- little things to kind of think about right there. That is a lot to think about. The fact that we have our secondary titles. Well, I mean, I don't want to use secondary, but the fact that we have our mid-card titles, not in relevance, not into existence. Yeah. Um, you know, and then still Roman Reigns is off TV until he shows up a couple of weeks ago. So what? You had the flag bearer of Seth Rollins and, you know, you had, um, you know, just other guys, tag team champions, Judgment Day. I mean, Judgment Day has been doing so much brunt work and obviously Cody and, and, and uh, Jey Uso also. Right. So now so now we have, you know, we, we both have Logan Paul. We both have Drew McIntyre. I think those names. And unfortunately, I mean. As much as I am an LA Knight fan and I really like him and I like all the stuff, I would first of all, if he beat Roman Reigns, I would probably just shit a brick because I'd be that surprised. But with everything going down now, and like, but here's the thing though, like, let's just not, make not an argument. Like shock in the world, you know? What I mean? No, but like, like here, like, let's just make an argument right now. Roman's not going to work Survivor Series. He's not going to work until next year. So if they pulled this trigger. Do you think uh, so, though? Like, do, even though this is what we hear, do you really think they're going to just do, like, fuck, dude? Do you really think that L.A. Knight can be the guy to beat Roman Reigns? No. Why not? Um, I just don't think it, and maybe this is a poor... If you uh, look if you look at popularity, if you look at popularity-wise, compare him to Cody Rhodes. Who's more popular? No, I... Well, um, Cody's actually taking a couple back seats in that popularity contest. I mean, because you got you have L.A. Knight, and I would say Jay Uso, and then anybody, and I'd say Rhea Ripley slash Dom are the hmm. most few interesting people. Hmm. It's and funny. Listen, it's funny you how you a... say. It's funny how you say L.A. Knight and and uh, Jay Uso. Ironically, the last two challengers for Roman Reigns. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Did you see the guy walking around Candlewood dressed for Halloween as L.A. Knight? I ran into him. No, I didn't. Yes, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, was he wearing Timberland boots? Yeah, he had the whole getup on. He had his vest on that they sell. He had a shirt. He he literally looked like he has been wearing you know his outfit forever. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Did he it look like him? No, he was a bigger, bigger guy. Let's call it that. So he was a fat dude. Well, I'm not using the fat. I'm not the skinniest person in the room. Either, no, neither so. am I. I mean, bigger. Yeah, but he 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 nailed it. That's yeah, all yeah. I have to say. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, he was walking around. He was walking around with a microphone, going up to the doors. By the way, and instead of saying trick or treat, he was saying, "Let me talk to you." <laughs> yeah. 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 
I see I see a lot of like influencers on TikTok just say yeah like they know what they're talking about. I'm just like, come on. Hence wrestling is everywhere, right? But I mean like back to this LA Knight thing, right? Everybody's so enamored with the fact that Cody Rhodes should be the one to beat Roman Reigns and he has to finish the story. I don't think that the WWE gives a flying fuck about the story that has to get finished, in my opinion. I really don't. I, think, I really I don't think, think they, they think so. They do because the money's in the chase, right, as we all know. So eventually, everything's got to hit ahead because was it worth it bringing him back then in the long run? No, yeah, I mean, because they made a lot of money off of him. In a short period of time, but what if I told you you can make more? As a champion, you you think that someone's gonna buy his shirt when he becomes champion? The day, like, I mean, to be honest, if he's a champion, if if I like Cody Rhodes today and he hasn't won the title, and I like him next week and he's a champion, I'm still gonna buy the shirt either way. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, but if you look at what's hot, and then and then it's always a catch twenty two. If you look at other wrestlers that went through this phase of the chase and popularity, I mean, Stone Cold was over a shit. The Rock was over. All these different guys are over in their career. You know, I think that people, when when this, when this L.A. Knight first came out and he was really hot and, you know, he was really getting the chance and everything, there were those Rusev comparisons at Rusev Day. But now I think where he is in his career now, as far as L.A. Knight's concerned... He's main eventing SmackDown. You know, he's main eventing live events during the weekends. He's the main different e- thing between him and Rusev Day is we knew Rusev Day wasn't moving anywhere off of that mid-card or oh, lower yeah. mid-card. Yeah. That's a difference. But the thing with LA Knight is, like, it could go worldwide. Like, this could go to the moon. So there, there, there's more upside there than there was for that. So, so back to our point about a, t- a lull time in wrestling... If you like, if if I said that, I think I do think that Roman's gonna win. But you know, is my percentage ninety nine to one? No, I would say realistically, and this is just off the hip, seventy five twenty five. Wow, that Roman's gonna win. I would say eighty five fifteen, like a good blend of meat to fat ratio for but yeah. I mean I think that three out of four times that he's going to win but that one time can be a little bit surprising and a little bit shocking and then you explain why I mean I'm not I'm not mad if he wins let me let me get that out in case there's any doubt there I'd be like you said I I, I wouldn't even know how to react I would be absolutely shocked. shocked and you know what what not a better time to talk about the shock and awe moment than right now when you just opened another 3,000 seats at Survivor Series because so many people want to go and right at that lull time in professional wrestling and to really give that not I don't want to say knockout punch but you're going to hit AEW on the chin really hard and they're going to fall over like they're going to get yeah. wobbly news here, here comes LA Knight with his his new championship right he's the new champ Roman's nowhere to be found and you know uh, LA Knight comes down he's, and what does he do he says let me talk to you fans go crazy and then all of a sudden you hear 
<laughs> oh my god, no, come on, man. <laughs> I know, I know, that's terrible. Come on, no, 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 no. No, nah, that'd be horrible. That would be horrible. I do think, I mean, I mean that Randy Orton return is imminent, but I think he's coming for Cody. I don't think he's coming for uh, L.A. Knight. That's um, awesome. Cause, so basically what they're doing is they're keeping Cody as far away before the obvious starts next year, right? Yeah, they're, they're keeping him far away, but but the story of how, he, how, how he's going to get there is going to be interesting because elimination chamber. Yeah, it's going to be that. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's going to be that. I think I'm telling you, Gunther's going to win the rumble. He's going to win the chamber, and that's that. You you know, you just take it from there. It's the easiest way so, for Cody uh, to go there to make who him stay. Would, who would uh, Gunther face in it? Let's say Drew wins, and it's not Seth. Who has the championship at Mania time that Gunther would challenge? I mean, maybe it's Drew. Um, it's not terrible. It's not. Terrible. It's not. It's, not, it's not terrible. We've seen it a couple times. We've seen it for the IC title. We've seen the triple threat. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in a normal match. So I mean, we've seen that. We've been down that road before. But I mean, if you want to pair Gunther with somebody that we haven't seen before, who who is there? Roman. He hasn't wrestled Roman like that. Um, mm-hmm. Has he wrestled Seth Rollins before? Has Gunther wrestled Seth Rollins? I don't think so. No. No, uh, he's wrestled Kevin Owens. He's wrestled Sami Zayn. Um, you know, he's wrestled Ricochet. Right, right now, he's going to get into a few with The Miz, in my opinion. I think we're going to slowly see a face turn for The Miz again, uh, which is pretty cool because, I mean, he's been so loyal to the company, kind of like Undertaker-esque. Um, but, yeah, I mean... He's under, Undertaker 2.0 when it comes to loyalty. Oh, absolutely, absolutely yeah. There's nothing wrong with loyalty. There's nothing wrong with loyalty. But, I mean, like... And there's nothing really wrong if they want to pull the trigger with L.A. Knight because L.A. Knight, LA Knight is so over right now that the comparisons of him and and Stone Cold or him and The Rock are there. If you take if you look at the eras of professional wrestling and right now we're in the, you know, if we talk about Stone Cold and how he became the champion I mean, that was right in the wheelhouse of Attitude Error. So, I mean, like, you had the flagship guy. I'm actually sick and tired of the comparisons. Like, listen, yeah, the comparison. It's so easy to make the comparison between him and Stone Cold. But, like, just live in the moment. It's like nobody – you don't have to always compare everything because it's very few and far in between Then you find original kinds of ideas and – IP and intellectual property and, and, and things like that. So, you know, let it. Let's compare him to another era because guess what? The comparison is a good comparison, and that's somebody that we love dearly. Yeah. And so, like, I know. know I understand, but I think what's kind of hard for people not to do the comparison though is the trajectory of how fast he's getting popularity and the fact that how fast. The fans are like returning his promos back at him when they're repeating him and all this stuff and how fast, you know, Stone Cold kind of, you know, inserted himself into because, I mean, if you look at the path of Stone Cold and you look at the path of L.A. Knight, I'm not going to say that the same, but they both started off as heels. One was a ringmaster and then one became Stone Cold, one king of the ring. Right. L.A. Knight started off as a fucking manager for Maximum Male Models. And then he became a wrestler again, and then he started off as a heel. I'm well, not. I'm he not. Was con- L- he was L.A. Knight. 
he then was. Became a manager, then become LA Knight again. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. And I mean, I'm not going to compare the King of the Ring title to the SummerSlam. What was it? Sour Patch Kid over the top rope <laughs> battle royal, whatever it was. But I mean that that could have been a that could have been his moment, and then he takes it from there, and then you know you see all these different. Then the comparisons start to come in, but like right, I mean so it's far hard. He's, he's on that path. It's really hard. Like for me, for example, like when I watched Stone Cold, I remember Stone Cold. That was like thirteen, and I was twelve, thirteen, and his peak in the Attitude Era, fourteen years old. But mm-hmm. like watching him live and watching. The reception, I mean, yeah, L.A. Knight doesn't give the middle finger, but, I mean, like, he has just the popularity, and he has, like, all the fans just going over him because of just how he carries himself. Like, when he came out the other night and interrupted Roman Reigns' entrance music, that was awesome. That was per- That was perfect. That was awesome. That was perfect. That was, like, that was great because that slow little thing that happened that is just engraved in Roman's head. You know what I mean? Like that little thing, that's how you get in the mind of Roman. Just like how Seth dressed up as the Shield member at Royal Rumble two years ago. Right? That's how you get into his mind. You fuck him up like that, you know, a little bit. And it's smart to see what happens. But I mean, like, I would say Roman Reigns. So right now we we both agree Roman Reigns, Logan Paul, and um, we both think Drew's gonna take Andrew. It. Yes, yes, Andrew. So do you think that Cody Rhodes is gonna win? Because I'll tell you why I think Cody Rhodes is gonna win. Obviously, because Damian Priest is carrying the Money in the Bank briefcase, and <laughs> yes. You you like a good example is with Seth Rollins when he cashed in at WrestleMania 31, and he lost. He loses the, early, comes he, back late. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, to to me, the screams of a cash in by Damian Priest somehow, some way. So that's where we're gonna see. Plus, I mean, Cody Rhodes is pretty over and he's pretty popular with the fans. And I think that he was in a little bit of a rough patch now with the fact that he was a tag champion. Now he's not. And you got to keep him relevant. But then if I said, hey, let's have Cody win. And then maybe on Raw, here comes Randy to kind of interject himself into that. So, I mean, right there. I think because. comes back as a heel. Yeah. I think because Randy Orton's coming back. That's why I think that Cody Rhodes is going to uh, win against Damian Priest and kind of move on with uh, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. So that's where I see that going. And, like, you know, the women's matches are funny, right? You can have every woman on the roster go up against Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley is still going to dominate just because what she does while she's not in the ring. Yes. Right? So you have who? You have Zoe Stark. You have Nia Jax. You have what? Shayna Baszler. You have Raquel, right? Yep. And then and then you have uh, Rhea, right? One-on-one, the only one that I really see a chance out of those five is probably Shayna Baszler because she's, you know, she's a badass, right? Mm. 
Naya just wants to kill people. Raquel had her shot. You know. Naya wants to kill people. She does. That's all she wants to do is kill people in the fucking ring. Be just be a murderer. Jeez. Don't even be a, don't even be a professional wrestler. Just be like a murderer, okay? Just go and murder people. That's all you need to do is just murder people. I hate her so much. You know what it I know is you like? Do. Like I have a hate. I I I I have a hatred for some things in wrestling, and I think Nia Jax is probably one of the, if not, definitely. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I can't. I. You know what? It's it's getting to the point with her, how she just goes in and just beats people up. That's just like okay, I'm I'm wasting my time. If I wanted to watch someone get the shit beat out of them, I would. You know. Just go on YouTube and type out knockout videos or whatever. And I got to watch, like, workplace violence happen every week with Nia Jax. Right. That's she what it is. That's what it, <laughs> that's what it is. And, like, what, like what's up with, with Bianca Belair coming back, like, randomly? Not randomly, but I know why she's coming back now, right? They, ironically, they just announced her. Her and Montez's Ford is, uh, show is being aired in February on Hulu. Love in WWE, it's called. Mm-hmm. She comes back, and then she's like, oh, I get a shot at title now. Okay. So, I mean, she just, like, that's kind of, that's like a Charlotte Flair thing, I think. But that seems like they're going to put it right back on. Really? Yeah. Hmm. See, I, 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 I always try. I always try to think of why. I don't want to say I try to think of the opposite as you, but I try to think of like how her not winning would be better. And if they want to set up. Oh, by the way, I did hear that Bianca Charlotte for Mania may not happen now. They, they may want to do Jade Cargill versus Charlotte. Yeah, that kind of, to be honest with you, the way things have been promoting, I mean, that's kind of the move. I mean, you can still have, then you just put Bianca versus whoever on the other brand. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have, you're going to have Rhea versus Becky. Okay, okay, got it, got it. So, I mean, she's done with NXT stuff and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Rhea versus Becky is going to be at Mania. And then for the women, I mean, if you're going to have Cardgill versus Flair, you got to have Bianca against somebody if you're the champion. And I yeah. mean, to be honest, if you're main event, if you're wrestling at WrestleMania against a woman on SmackDown only, that's not Charlotte Flair. The next person this I can think of is, is, like, is Bailey. That's it. Mm. Well, we, I mean, who? We haven't seen much from them. We haven't. Maybe she turns on uh, EO or something. I mean, uh, apparently there's talks that uh, Kyrie Sane's resigned. There is. There is talks that Kyrie Sane resigned. Ironically, Bianca, when she lost the title to Asuka, it happened in Saudi Arabia. So maybe they'll bring, of course, they'll bring that up. But I mean, I mean, I think that I mean, if you look back at the women's matches, I think Rhea winning again, it doesn't matter if it's one or 25. She has to win 
There's nobody right now in that division right now with the storyline that can go up against Rhea and be a believability. We talk about believability and all this stuff all the time here on this podcast that yeah. can actually go up against Rhea dominantly and take her out. There's nobody right now that can do that as of right now. Before you plug in the Becky Lynch stories and you plug in all this shit with her, then maybe right, she they've can been purposely it. keeping some of those people away from it to just kind of make it sort of fresh, so they can also save things for later at a later date. Yeah, because like we said before, we're in that lull of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I th- I think it's gonna be a good show. I mean, I really do. I, I think I think the matches. I look forward to it. I, I you know last year I look forward to it. This year, I look forward to it. I, I think they're doing some better work over there, and, and it's more intriguing to watch. I know we spoke about this last year. Yeah, it's intriguing. I mean, I think the whole fact that now, see, now I think that the WWE is going to treat it like a real PLE and not just like an exhibition show as it was before. Yeah. Um, because they're getting the money from Saudi Arabia. And then. You know, once they get that money, I mean, now I think that not just the amount of money, but, you know, the fact that they know it's coming in every year. Well, let's just give this, let's just give them, give the people what they want, right? We'll give you, we'll give you a PLE. Is it Mania? No. SummerSlam? No, not really. Survivor Series? You never know, right? Won't be a, um... Which one did I miss? Won't be a, a, a SummerSlam or whatever, but or, or, or a Royal Rumble. But, I mean, just giving them the opportunity to have something which is theirs, I think that's what they really like. So, just keep going with it. Yeah. So. I think it, it, it'll... It, the show tomorrow will be very good. It will be. Yeah. Plus, you have on the kickoff show, what is that, Sami Zayn and... Uh, J.D. McDonough, then you also have on the main show John Cena's first single match, and that's against Solo, which I think Cena will win really quick and then um, get spiked or something. And You know, you'll have some stuff happen after the belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Cena would get the rub just because he hasn't won in a while. I think Solo could take the loss, but I think Solo's going to come out stronger as it is after that. And then to be honest with the whole J.D. and Sami Zayn feud going on, I mean, unfortunately, you know, Sami Zayn has had one hell of a ride in the past year, how popular he was and all this stuff and becoming... Don't tell me he's going to lose. No, I think he's going to win. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think the bigger fish and the bigger story to tell there is how that's going to set up more for Survivor Series. I think that's what that match entails. Yeah, because I feel like it's going to be a five-on-five. Five. I mean, Judgment Day is four out of the five, and that's where I feel like maybe you can get a heel Drew to join them. Mm-hmm. And then you have Seth, Cody, um, Sammy. Um, Kale's not involved anymore. No, LA Knight's not. Um, John Cena? Well, no, because the bloodline's not going to be involved. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You never know. It's never, you never know. But I mean, I mean, what what do we know is that we're going to be watching Crown Jewel tomorrow, and you should too. And then you know what you should do? You should really write down all of our predictions and see if they come true with yours to see if they match. And if they do, you should comment on our Facebook 
and Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio. What a, what a plug that was right there. Wow, um, that was a mouthful. It was. You're gonna get her on our next episode. You're gonna get a reaction from uh, Crown Jewel, and you know what that leads for the future of uh, Survivor Series. What well, comes out from that? Because Survivor Series is at the end of this month, and then mm-hmm. it's then it's Rumble season. You know, it's like oh, it's duck so season. Soon? It's Rumble season. Um, oh man, guess what? I mean, is right around the corner. Guess who's gonna be there? Your oh, boys. us. Yeah, your boys. Uh, we're gonna be there and, both nights. And our wives. And our wives. <laughs> yes. And our wives. It's like yeah, we're gonna be there asterisk and our wives. So. And our wives. But um. So no. maybe they'll even we'll have them just do a, a all female episode. Yes. Just for shits and gigs, that would actually be kind of funny. That would be funny. Just to test their knowledge and see what the hell are they talking about. Just Bridget, just bring them on the pod and just be like, you know, like, oh, here's our, here's our, here's one of the biggest shows of our career and going into, going to WrestleMania the next day and we're, bring our wives on to talk about Mania and I can just see Christine just being like, who's wrestling? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she'll watch, you know, she'll watch it for like a month and be like, I'm, I'm into it now. And then she'll buy the shirt and she'll be like, like eight o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Like eight o'clock at night, on dead night one, she'll be like, "Can I get some chicken fingers or something?" Right. <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, go ahead." So um, no, it'll be good though. I'm You're excited. Like, you do whatever your heart yeah. desires. I think the, I think the best part is that we know that we're staying in the city. We know where we're going after. You know, we're gonna relax and don't have to worry about driving home. We're only twelve minutes away from the stadium, which is awesome. And it's gonna be fun. So um, you know, it's gonna be fun. Our next episode, then we want you to be a part of it. So, yeah. um, you know, as always, you know, I'm the million dollar father, Mr. Thomas Lisi, joined on the phone, normally in the studio, but on the phone, the most handsome dad on the phone, Mr. Alex Drain. That's right, baby. We are Sense of Flip Radio. We are out for tonight. Enjoy Crown Jewel. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy the lead up to Survivor Series, and we will be coming back to you. Very soon, with the latest episode of Sons of Flipperator. But in the meantime, as always, peace, love, and wrestling. And in case we didn't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and always good night. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs>